two, one, and we are live for the Hey next- guys, welcome to the Corridor Cast. Welcome back. I mean, man, it's been almost a week. Maybe it's been a little <laughs> bit longer than a week. And we are just so excited because we are all starting to get cabin fever here. And oh, yeah. with yeah. that, I got a couple topics, a couple questions that I want to throw out there to the group. Really? Now, okay, hear me out. If you have been on quarantine and you're starting to feel a little bit like, you know, your mind's starting to wander, feeling a little bit of cabin fever, I've got a good game to play, okay? Imagine that you found a genie, right? Okay, mm-hmm. you're following. But, but Working on it, yep. You know about genies, right? There's sure. figures in mythology and folklore, uh, you know, that can grant you wishes, things of that nature. Now mm-hmm. imagine this. It's not a regular genie, though. Are they ever? (laughs) Sorry, keep going. (laughs) But it's a... The genie is a modern billionaire, and they can only grant you wishes using the powers that they actually have in real life. Okay. Mm. So imagine you get a genie, and it's Elon Musk. Or Jeff Bezos. It's Jeff Bezos. Bezos. And he can only... Bezos. Bezos. <laughs> Mr. Bezos. Elon Musk, and you can ask him three questions, but he can only grant you wishes that he's actually capable of doing. Mm, okay. Mm. okay. Okay. What, what would you ask Elon mm. if this happened? Well, I'd probably That's ask like a billion dollars first and foremost. Okay. It's a nice amount of money to have. Yeah. He'd have to sell a lot. He'd have to sell all of his stock, but he could do it though. He could do do it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it's supposed to, he has to achieve today, right? Like he has to have already achieved it today. Well, he doesn't have to have achieved it necessarily, but he has to be capable of doing it currently. You know, Jake, it's going to sound like a smarmy ass answer, but in reality, (laughs) there's nothing that Elon Musk has that I want. Oh, oh. oh. it down! <laughs> the hardcore oh roast Yeah, good God. Oh, okay. hey, that by the way, you guys should probably know who's on this podcast. Um, it's Nico, obviously. Hi, guys. Uh, That's Nico. <laughs> I don't know where uh, he is, but we've got Christian, and Hello. also we've got Matt. Who's yeah. never been on the corridor cast before? In fact, yeah. I've never okay. been on a podcast ever in general. So <laughs> really? this is yeah, I'm a huge liability. Well, I'm glad you put on a nice shirt because yesterday you looked like you were quarantine rich, dude. You had that sweaty I was, gray t-shirt. I was on. embracing it. Your beard I was, was getting it. too long. Yeah, I shaved for this. I looked good. I've this. got my quarantine Just mustache for you guys. going. If you guys are watching, oh, yeah. The I did that. This. Oh yeah, yeah. How does Wendy oh, like it? She hates it. (laughs) (laughs) You got to embrace it, man. You got to embrace it. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm trying to change it up. I think Matt needs a quick little introduction here. So Matt is one of the editors here at Corridor. Um, Back when we did the the hiring back in, uh, was it springtime? End of spring last year? Mm -hmm. Um, That's when we found Matt and Dean. So Matt is a wonderful editor. He knows his way around some graphics and visual effects as well. And... Thank he you. was also one of the lead personalities in the uh, Who Shot the TV video. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 By the yeah. way, did you guys hear that LG is sending us another TV thanks to Christian's hard work? Wow. Uh, nice job. Is that official yet? 
it's it's close. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, don't jump in the gun. Sorry, <laughs> jump in the gun. That would be an official announcement, but uh, we're close to maybe two TVs. We'll see. LG, if you're listening, please don't stop sending the TVs just because I said it too early. <laughs> you, you know you want to, LG. You know you want to. Uh, so, you know, I, I wanted to talk about Tiger King. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. You don't want to do definitely the talk about Tiger King. I, I answered your genie question. I, oh, I do. I this guess I just want to be say. like a, a whole topic of discussion. Oh. oh okay. It totally can't. For me, I, I will say that uh, having my own personal spaceship would be pretty sweet. I, cause I, you, can you imagine being a person that has gone to space? There are very few people in the world that can say they've gone to space. So yeah. like having one that I can just take and do whatever I want with uh, would be super cool. I would also need like a team of you know, engineers and scientists that could get me there. But, yeah, but the wouldn't that be awesome, right? It seems like a liability to ask for a spaceship though. It's kind of like asking for like yeah. a, you know, a jetliner. It's like, that's cool, but then you can't fly it or do anything with it. <laughs> that's that's why in my wish I would include the the engineers and astronauts that would help me. Okay. Yeah, in, in, include all of the costs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. That. Yeah. It's like when you win a car, but and they also give you like a suitcase full of cash. So you can pay for the tax on the car. So you can pay for the taxes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No question. Does it have to be Elon Musk, or can we switch the genie over to Bezos? Because I'd ask. No, for... let's hear it. Let's hear what happened. I, I, I mean, Christian just woke up the... one day and he went on to Amazon.com and he ordered genie, and then well, a genie yeah. bottle showed up and it had Jeff right Prime there two day. inside of it. Prime two day. Yeah, Prime two day. Unlimited, uh Amazon credits, man, for sure. Okay, he could do that for you. I ain't, I ain't paying. Yeah, I just want to forever. You know, just clearing the cart balance on Amazon because that'd be Ooh, useful. Perpetual cart balance, of oh, yeah. zero. Yeah, you definitely got to start there because I think you know. Obviously, right now it's a little weird, but I think down the line, or you know, when things are back up, everyone's using Amazon. So, what if you did? What if what if you spent all your wishes on just that stuff though, so that you just had really good Amazon service, but like you didn't do anything else? <laughs> yeah, like that's it. <laughs> Like I just got free Amazon stuff. For, <laughs> yeah. That's all I get. Free Prime Video. So all the videos. Hopefully you can watch. find it on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to order the new releases anymore. You can just get them. Yeah. Right. I feel like that would be a waste. Yeah. I mean, we get one or three. I mean, that would be wish one out of three, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We yeah, got three of them. What, free I mean, Amazon. Free Free Amazon. Okay. Let's see what else can that billionaire do? What else can that guy do? Kind of anything. He has like his own government. <laughs> he doesn't play by any rules. I feel like the catch though with this question, it just comes down to how much money the person has. It's like, it's, it's kind of all they can really do is either give you money or pay somebody else to do something. But yeah, you can yeah. just take that up a step and just give me the money and I'll pay them to do something. I guess that's true. See, like now if it was like a wonderful artist or musician or something like that, you know, they'd be like, play a song for me <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. You know, like Bard, play a song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, you open your next bottle. Oh my God. <laughs> Shakira. Shakira. What wow. do you do? How much is she worth? Oh, wait, <laughs> you need a bottle. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Aguilera. Yeah, there you go. 
modern Christina Aguilera. I, I went with that though. With all of her exquisite and incredible powers. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not really into celebrity culture. Yeah, that'd be weird. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what I would ask of her, even if I just ran into her in the street and I didn't fine, have fine. these. It's little. It's little pump. <laughs> I just wouldn't pump. want to spend any time with any of these. people. Stop making music. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you tell him. You open up the heat yeah, bottle. It's I like, wish, uh, I wish for your freedom. He's like, you. you have two more wishes. Like, I wish for your freedom. Like, you don't use it to it. Like, just leave, please. I wish for your freedom. Yeah, like, yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you go, stop making music. Kindly leave. And you're free of my wishes. Go. Yeah. <laughs> you lost all your memory of your music career. <laughs> so, are you guys watching Tiger King? I oh. finished it. Yeah, everybody apparently is, and apparently it's a romp on white trash culture. That's what oh, I hear. Very much so. Very much um, so. So I have like two episodes left, um, but you know, I want I want to ask you guys' opinion on something. So we're okay. All right, Joe Exotic, right? I think mm-hmm. we can all. Well, first off, can we all agree that he's a, a scumbag? He's a scummy person. Can we all agree with that? Oh yeah, I, I think everybody. I can assume as much. <laughs> Everybody so, yes. has a Matt hesitated. Is pretty much a scumbag. I, well, no. Well, I'm Matt's from hesitant. Florida, so it's not. A... <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's not from Florida. It's actually the Carol that that bitch Carol. She's oh. the one. Oh. She's the she's the. Uh, he's uh, in like North Carolina. Florida, Florida, like Sorry, Oklahoma. Yeah, I believe. don't don't get it twisted. He's from Oklahoma. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, the reason why I hesitated is not because he's not a scumbag, because he is in fact a scumbag. It's like, what is, where's the question going? Because they're all scumbags. Yeah, yeah. So every sure. last one of them. So my question, it goes a little bit further here. So if there's one thing that, that this Joe fellow wants more than anything else in the world, it's fame and attention, right? So <laughs> we all got to enjoy this documentary. We all got to go on the story romp. But in the process, we're giving this guy who is, by most accounts, not a good person – what exactly what he wanted exactly what he wanted right so is there a responsibility that we or the documentarian filmmakers have in this case like take it back a step so there's the guy that was doing the reality show halfway through and had that reality show come out i imagine it would have been just the same thing was what was on mtv back in the day it would have been like the osbournes you know um but with this guy instead it's basically making him a celebrity and cashing in on how kooky and how much of a scumbag he is but with no real downsides it's just you know is there isn't he is in prison. He's he is in prison, prison now, but not because we so, made a video about him. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. sure. But my but point he's, basically, he's yeah, didn't this ahead, happen sorry. with Honey Boo Boo? I, I don't know. But my, my point with this, here's <laughs> my, the question. The question is this: At which point do you guys think it's okay to be watching something for entertainment when you are helping the person who is an asshole get what they want in the process? So, like Logan Paul. Sure. That's a bad example. Have the documentary I'm, filmmakers been assholes themselves by making Joe yeah. Exotic a star, even though he's, you know, a sexual assault <laughs> slash animal rights guy who points guns at people and gets dudes hooked on meth, <laughs> etc. Pe- the, the, <laughs> the question is then for me, how many people actually like him 
like, you know, go, oh, my God, Joe, Joe Exotic is my favorite. You know, I want to get Joe Exotic T-shirts now and, and his underwear and his condoms. Probably the same amount of people of that think the coronavirus is a hoax. So Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's probably a but low that's a percentage chunk. of people. A low percentage. But then I, I, how many guess, people have but... watched the show now? You know, if 100 million people have watched the show and 1% like Joe Exotic, that's a million people. Like, yeah, he now has a million fans. Of people that believe in flat earth and you know uh uh chemtrails and stuff like that i mean there's there's plenty of those people out there that are just you know crazy anyway yeah well, this it doesn't is, matter what you feed them this is what reality tv has spawned i mean since survivor yeah you're putting yeah. these awful people up on a pedestal and honestly rewarding them for their awful behavior with more attention the whole show survivor which spawned the reality tv revolution was based upon how horrible people could be to each other. I mean, in effect, there's sure, there's some yeah, game, there's some strategy. Cool. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, the worst guy won. In the yeah, sense the guy that, that like, lied he was willing, he was willing to lie, cheat, yeah. beg, borrow, and steal more than anybody else was in order to win. True. So there is the flip side, which is the human condition and learning about ourselves, right? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. you yeah. take this one like extreme of a human being who is not a good person and in watching that person burn out in a spectacular fashion, we all learn a little bit about ourselves because inside each and every one of us is just a little bit of Joe exotic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he speaks a little bit to that, like that inner id, you know, like the part of you that you ideally outgrew when you were four years old, you know, and you learned how to have self-control and things like that and empathy, Um, you know? (laughs) Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, just a question to answer for sure. I mean, it's the thing is, there's also like the there's there's another side to this, and the the documentary definitely it goes a, a long way, especially at the end. And now you haven't seen the last two episodes, Nico, but they definitely hit a lot harder on the uh, the uh, exotic animal trade and mm-hmm. how bad it is. Um, there's this whole, like, they go into this whole issue with, like, the legal system and how it's, like, really skewed. And, Jake, I'm sure you have a perspective on this as well. Um, but there's, like, what's the statistic? It's, like, 3,500. 3, uh, there are 3,500 uh, tigers in the wild versus 5,000 in America alone. <laughs> that are in that are in captivity. Oh yeah, no, there's more. Right. Yeah, that was the main thing they were harping on was that there's more in captivity than there yeah. are even left in the wild. That's yeah, nuts. and that's that's Terrible. crazy. That's yeah. insane. Yeah, the exotic and... animals trade is is a real is a real issue because there's there's a whole slate of uh, countries that are between. Well, I mean, I guess they're third world, but like you take a country like Mexico, for example. Technically, what there's the the whole term third world, right, was originated from Cold War. the U.S. and Russia being, and then everything else. So it's not really like a good term, but basic basic thing is what I'm trying to say is you take a you take a country that's not at the progressive edge of like animal rights and things like that, right? Like Mexico is just an example. In pretty much every one of those countries, you can buy elephant yeah, boots like crazy, and yeah. tiger fur and whatever you want if you want to buy it. There's a market for it. I mean, and so there's, a, yeah, when it comes to like 
that kind of stuff, I, I don't know. There's there's really no stopping that unless everybody gets on board. But there's always going to be a poor, like less better off country that someone's going to stand to profit from it and isn't going to have to the regulation or the infrastructure to enforce any of it. So sure. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys see that series? I can't remember if it's like Vogue or Wired, but. You know, there's all the, like, the ask a professional thing. I mean, it's, you know, there's the whole, like, CIA guy breaks down five spy movies or visual effects artist react yeah. to visual effects. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and there was one I saw where it was, like, a mob boss breaks down mob films. And, like, I looked at that and just it left a bad taste in my mouth because, like, this is a guy who's, like, a villain. You know, he's, he's the person when you watch a mob movie, like, that guy's an asshole. He's a criminal. Yeah. He's a shitty person. He's probably done shitty things. And now yeah. here he is being rewarded and idolized for being a mob boss. And, like, that really rubs me the wrong way because, like, my instinct is like, fuck you. Fuck that guy. Like, why should he be, right. you know, rewarded for, for that? And, like. Because people love a rebel, Nico. Yeah, man. Yeah, people, they love it. People man. don't they think people it. are real they when they watch my TV. Like, to people, like, Joe's not a real person or Carol Baskin's not a real person. They're characters in a movie. They're characters, yeah. Yeah. That's what, you, that's what they're portrayed as when you're watching these things. They're just like, oh, my God, that's so ridiculous. How I would never be like that. That's just a character. Yeah. It's weird. But, but like I mean that that's that's like the epitome of mob movies is is the whole idea of of like oh look at how you know I guess how badass mob, this mobster guy yeah, like, cool this mobster is mm-hmm. when, when they go out and be a bad guy. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um well, then it's like, who do you blame? I mean, obviously, these entertainment companies are trying to make entertaining content, and obviously, they're finding the documentaries like Tiger King, or they're going to find that mob boss to go react to this thing. Do you blame them, too? I mean, I mean, yeah. it's really, it's it's down to the audience. Or is it their fault? Is it mainly their fault? Or is it the audience because they all want to see that stuff? You know, it's... it's yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's like the drug war, man. Whose fault day, is this it? person the hitting buyers and yeah. the buyers? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of both, but more, yeah, more the buyers. <laughs> hey, you know, if you're sure. sitting down, you're firing up Netflix, and you're giving them ten bucks, and you're watching that that movie or that documentary series, series you're going, it's okay for you to make this. Yeah, I want to see you more. guys watch two days on watching. Yeah, I've spent whatever. I mean, I got it done in like two. Christian three watched it too. I'm the only one who hasn't seen it. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it, Jake? No. Oh, okay. Well, not because <laughs> not because I haven't like thought about seeing it. I just I just haven't taken the time to watch it. I can't yeah, okay. binge watch it. It's actually too much for me. Like one episode leaves me in a weird headspace. I had to do it in chunks too. Yeah. <laughs> it's really <laughs> intense. It's rough. It's gross. I, I only did it in three chunks though, because it, it was like, it, I don't know. It's a story that is so captivating to me. I know it's just awful. And, but there's a reason why it's like extremely popular right now. Um, because it is this, like, it's, it's this crazy world that you've never entered before. And you're, you know, kind of seeing it through the eyes of these insane people. Um, and it's the same way with like, you know, like a show like Breaking Bad, where you, you have this character that you're like, oh, maybe I like him at first. But then you uncover certain things about this character that you're following. And it's like, by the end of it, you don't like the guy, you know, mm. you might have watched him through his journey. But you, you I, I think a general audience goes, oh, this isn't these aren't people I should be liking, you know? Yeah, um, true. So I hope that that's the case for a lot of people that watch it and they, they come come away with like, you know, more awareness for the exotic trade industry and, and how messed up it is right now. Um, 
but at the same time, it is also an entertaining thing. And I understand why people would just have that kind of value from it. But yeah, I mean, my biggest takeaway is that if it's a private zoo that lets you pet the animals, not like a petting zoo, but like pet the yeah. tigers, then they're scumbags. <laughs> then it's not a sure. real zoo. Exactly, <laughs> real yeah. zoos don't let you pet wild and, animals. And, yeah, exactly. And, and I think it does a good job of like showing how just because there's a different face on it doesn't make it a different thing. Yeah. You know, like. Carol Zoo doesn't isn't better than Joe Exotic's Zoo well, because it is it or did the or did the documentary filmmakers just need to have an antagonist for the story because you don't pet I the don't cats know. at her zoo I don't like, know I don't necessarily know um, but I know that documentaries any documentary has to take a side mm-hmm. so like this is something they had to be on one side or the other of this um, but I I do think that they did something unique with this where they're not on the side of anyone in the documentary, you know? Yeah. They're on the side of what's wrong about all of this. I do, um, I do feel like they're misrepresenting Carol just a little bit for the sake of having possibly, an antagonist. Possibly. I don't know enough about Carol or her business. Well, I mean, everybody has the same out. mentality that Carol's a bitch, right? Every, everybody thinks sure. the same thing. Everybody says it in that she is, sort of. I don't think she's a bitch, but She's the most crazy say. cat lady you'll ever meet, for sure. She is by far the most, like, cat lady, she is way out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's a couple of things that, like, when you step back and you look at it, it's like, one, she doesn't let people pet them. Two, she doesn't buy them. Three, she doesn't breed them. And so it's like, looking at that, it's like the, the, the documentary tried, tries to equate her with the other people, and... I feel like yeah, it's just yeah. doing that for the sake of making you feel like there's a you know good guy and bad guy that are on equal playing playing fields here. But I can't help but feel like the documentary filmmakers are playing with somebody's life. You know, like not I don't mean like in the sense that like oh they'll you know she'll get murdered, but more in the sense that like you know they're casting her in a certain light for their story, whether or not it's necessarily honest, and it's going to affect a real person and it's going to affect their real life. Um, but isn't this isn't this topic though this general philosophy that we're talking about here isn't this inherent in all entertainment? Well, not in like fiction. Uh, I guess, but you're still composing. Um, I mean, name name a pop a great villain. Like a narrative. Well, yeah. fi- even if it's fiction though, if it's good fiction, it's believable in some way. Not necessarily like a one-to-one I could step into that world right now, but the characters and the situation and the setting and like the potential for each of the characters is real. And yeah. You can see that in other people. And that's what makes good fiction True. because it's a reflection of real life. Yeah. It makes yeah. you know the human, the human condition, but it's not like if you go watch a movie and Danny Trejo is the villain, you don't leave it going, boy, Danny Trejo, I hate that guy. I'm going to write him hate mail and boycott his taco stand. He's a bad guy. Yeah, because yeah. he's just an yeah. actor, you know? Oh we should make a video about that. He goes to a movie. a bad guy. makes you bad guy. Yeah, and then they actually think that the bad guys are bad guys. Oh, boy. Oh. See, that's the difference. Well, that kind of does happen, right? So that does actually happen. Um, the uh, actress that played uh, Cersei in Game of Thrones, mm. um, when she was making some of those bad moves during those seasons, she would tell stories how people walking down the street would just be like, you're a total bitch. Or like, I can't believe you did that. And she's like, it's a character I played. But people <laughs> yeah. get so invested. I'm not in actually it. a queen. <laughs> yeah. It's like, people get so invested to the character that that's who you are to them. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm sure yeah. enough actors have gotten death threats, yada, yada, because of roles they play. But, but, but what, I'm, what I was getting at, even whether or not it's fiction or nonfiction, in order for it to be compelling, it need, you need 
story. You need challenges. Mm -hmm. If every character is perfect, it's not interesting. And so, yeah. So, so that, yeah. That's so kind, that's kind of what you're beholden to because that's what humans are inherently interested in. And I don't know why that is necessarily. We all need to learn about truth. what we are. It speaks. I mean, yeah. so everything I've strung out there is a little bit of devil's advocate because in reality, it's also really important to learn about the human condition, to learn about these extremes, and. You know, if somebody like Joe Exotic does gain some of the fame he's looking for, but in return, we all learn a little bit more about, about how to be better people in the process. Like, it can offset itself a little bit. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I totally agree. Before I saw that, I would admit that I didn't know much about that exotic animal trade world at all like that. And um, yeah, and also, like you said, you see examples and you also see what not to be like. And so obviously some of the way Joe treated partners in his life and his employees, you know, every time I said that, it's just, it becomes disgusting to me. And it's like, wow, like I wouldn't, I, I, you know, I couldn't see myself going that way and treating a human being like that. But yet there are people out there that are, that are and do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So yeah, I think it. I think it as a documentary was a little bit more responsible than um, something like Blackfish, which was very, very much on one side, um, mm. and kind of crippled SeaWorld's business for a long time. Now a lot of people were like, okay with that. They're like, yeah, you know, take down SeaWorld, um, but they do. They do actually do good things for animals there. Um, you know, they do. They do rehabilitation for animals there, um, and that was uh, taking down a lot of their business. Um, and it was such a skewed perspective um so i don't know is it is it better is it worse uh, uh to well, me to me it doesn't seem like it but yeah and then there's the question the other question that's important to ask here which is this applies to blackfish too yeah why do we give a shit about tigers when we have millions of cows locked up that get slaughtered yeah. every day in these pens like sure, sure. <laughs> it's really hypocritical honestly for us to give a I crap about yeah. a, a freaking orca or a tiger when there's, you know, we have pet yeah, animals, tigers, we have captive animals. Tigers are not bred by human beings and domesticated by human beings to be slaughtered. Well, also, when a are, cow gets I mean, out, it's not going to be like a <laughs> public <laughs> danger. Yes, releasing them is one thing. Like, that's definitely yeah. a thing. But, like, so let's say you did breed tigers to slaughter them for their fur or whatever, for their meat. I don't know. Let's say tiger burgers became a big thing. Like, <laughs> my point being is that, like, <laughs> Why are we getting upset about tigers in captivity when we aren't we aren't upset about parrots in captivity or cows in captivity or pigs in captivity or you know like aquariums like yeah you know bearded um, dragons dragons parrots no bearded dragons oh yeah parrots. you know so you, you mean you mean like non domesticated animals that are in pet stores yeah I mean I guess I don't really consider livestock to be domesticated. Um, so I consider domestic. But they are being bred for the no, purpose. Livestock is absolutely a domesticated animal. Yeah, yeah. I was I use domesticated as a definition of a pet. Um, the animal has been made to be a pet. But yeah, you're right. It's been livestock's domesticated too. Um, but is that I, just like some arbitrary thing that decides whether or not it's okay to have the animal in captivity? I mean, people take some people take good care of their tigers. You know, like sure. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. I mean, Joe seemed to take good care of his tigers, at least up to the point where I'm at in the series. <laughs> Big Freed and Roy. 
I think they're th- no, they're tigers issue, take care of them. One, one, one yeah. issue that, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Um, one issue that I know environmentalists bring up about this, uh, about exotic animals in general, um, in an ecosystem where they don't belong, uh, is that if those animals get out, then they can ruin that ecosystem, right? Hmm. Uh, it's general practice to not bring an animal that doesn't belong in that ecosystem or that environment to that environment. Um, so that's, I know that that's one thing that is, uh, that can be an issue. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I, think I don't weird, claim to be an expert on that. The topic, weird thing but... is that there aren't any hard and fast rules about this because sure. it's not, it's not yeah. like this is a new thing that all of a sudden humans have been introduced to as some new technology or like cars where it's like, okay, everyone's got a car now. We better come up with some rules of the road. <laughs> it's like, no, humans have been interacting with other animals of all species for since forever. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe they're, the way that you feel about whether where that line is in terms of like what's okay to keep and what's not okay to keep is, is there's absolutely a gray area because some people are like, you yeah. know what? man is here to do whatever he wants to do and you can just take whatever you want to take and that's all it is man and we're all gonna die whatever <laughs> and then jurassic like, park happens <laughs> and then some people are like no um you know it's a much more like uh cooperative relationship with animals and you know there's ones that are domesticated over thousands of years and there's ones that we rely on and there's ones that we don't and you know so yeah. there's definitely a gray area um where is the line at for you what what would be an animal that would be okay to keep and what would be an animal that would not be okay to keep man Mm. i mean like so (laughs) this would have to be like a research-based thing where it's like okay if i were to want this lemur for example is this (laughs) lemur is this lemur that's you know (laughs) am i allowed to swear by the way i don't even know i don't know Uh, I, I swear. I was about to say a swear, but if you swear. It's it's, if it happens, it happens, but don't intentionally. Okay, cool. Yeah. Now I know how to podcast. Um, <laughs> if I have a lemur that's effing around my house, you know, I want to know. <laughs> I want to know if that lemur, if it gets out, if that's going to be detrimental to the ecosystem, right? Um, so that would be my one thing, I guess. Yeah. And also, like, just general, you know, care for that animal. Am I properly caring for that animal? What's a, um, what's a lemur again? I'm going to look this up. <laughs> a lemur, a lemur oh, is like, guys. Is, is, it is it like, is, a, is it a, Zabu, a Zabumafu type thing? A Zabumafu. Yeah, thing. Zabumafu. <laughs> is that a, that's a ringtail lemur? Yeah, exactly. They got a ringtail. Uh, Here we go. Yeah, I don't know. I think in imagination, it, it, there's a lot of animals that'd be theoretically cool. But if you just think with a logical mind, it's like, eventually it's going to either outgrow or become aggressive or yeah not work as a pet um yeah when we're talking about exact stuff because like yeah sure i think having a chimp would be super cool but i think eventually there's a point where it's not (laughs) possible and it's terrible dude there's a woman in minnesota who got her face ripped off by a chimpanzee yeah i would not keep a chimpanzee no even i I mean i can see like if you had the resources and you had the space and everything, but at the same time, they're so intelligent that unless you were studying it for the purposes of advancing humanity, I really don't think that there'd be a good reason to keep one because they belong in a group mm-hmm. in the wild. That's oh, what no, they're no. in. And, and it's going to be very hard to 
like i mean people do it there are people that have chimps and there are chimps in captivity that we study all the time every day and they have relationships with humans but i feel like unless it's for that end probably best in the wild yeah that would be my default i think that you can apply this pretty much any wild animal if it's a wild animal putting it in captivity is kind of a cruel thing to do you know what about a snake though see snakes don't really have brains Mm. and i think bugs and to an extent reptiles start to get to a point look if you're taking good care of it that that changes things somewhat it's not you know none of this is ever really black and white like oh i have a captive tiger but i also have a one mile ranch for him to roam on and i you know like there's there's other gray areas here like you know people can take good care of captive animals but i think just getting a wild animal making it a captive animal and then using that for your social media to get views that's scummy. <laughs> oh no. That's, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What, what would be a, what would be an exotic animal? Let's let's get a little bit deeper here. What would be an exotic animal that you'd be okay keeping? Uh, I just know about lemurs, man. I was looking into them for a while. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> are you going to get one? No. No. <laughs> lemur. My mind doesn't automatically eventually go to like no, that doesn't work or that's cruel. I mean, it's like well, you can give conditions. You can put conditions on it. There's no right answer here. As we've previously established, this is a gray area. Mm. I feel like insects and reptiles are fair game to a certain extent. Well, sort of, yeah. but there wasn't there this... The thing I'm thinking about when I'm talking about detrimental to an ecosystem is, like, I think there was this case where they brought in a bunch of flo- uh, fr- uh, sorry, frogs to um, a place in... I believe it was in Florida. Um, I could be totally getting this wrong, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. but they, they introduced these, this species of frogs into this ecosystem, uh, to get rid of their insects, their mosquito problem. And those frogs multiplied like crazy. Right. And yeah. because of this, it ruined the ecosystem of that environment. Right. So like mm-hmm. stuff like that is something you need to consider, even with really small animals like that, if they multiply like crazy, then they can, you know, they can, okay. they can really harm. Uh, assuming... It doesn't affect the ecosystem, though. Okay. Just, right. just on the merits if of... we assume like, that so it is not... One reptile might might be worth thinking about. Komodo dragon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Those things are crazy scary. Yeah. yeah. Those Don't they, like, have venomous spit? I think so. Yeah, and they can, they can eat yeah. baby, cow, baby, baby deer and stuff. They're, Sounds yeah. like a great yeah. pet. Huge <laughs> animals. And when they confront each other, too, they just, they're, like hit each other with so much power those things are crazy yeah those things can kill a human pretty easily yeah i don't i mean yeah i don't know if there's an exotic animal i could think of that i'd want as a pet i mean it's kind of crazy to think of it's got to be one i mean Uh, who didn't want to have a tiger you know that's what i'm saying like yeah but the thing is they're not domesticated then you turn five oh there's no domestic yeah Tiger. See, that's the thing. Like, yeah. if you could domesticate a wild animal, then it'd be like it'd be cool to have like a you know, a cat-sized dog. Sorry, a dog-sized cat. You know, like that would be cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the demeanor of cats, but like it needs to be domesticated. So like that's that's the problem there. Like just getting a wild animal and be like, look at this wild beast well, you, I have. Like, there's nothing even, that like really pulls me in. Even domesticated cats are de- are derived from a wild cat that was not very much bigger than that. True. Yeah, and it's not supposedly like bred down from tigers. Supposedly, cats never really domesticated. It's just they've always kind of been that way. Like they naturally evolved to be chill around people because it led to them getting more food and whatnot. Yeah, it was like a. Uh, I mean, it's like that's they dom- they, oh yeah, but they domesticated themselves rather than us breeding them. Well, I guess we bred them at this point too. But 
initially. They kind of just did it themselves. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I think every species that evolves differently, too, yeah. you know? Like, you think about horses or cattle or pigs. Pigs can go feral in, in, in a couple generations again. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's, how, that's why there's so many feral hogs throughout, like, the wow. entire southeast. Yeah. Is because uh, they're, they're all pigs that aren't original to the area that became feral. Huh. Hmm. If I could domesticate a lynx, I would totally have one because those cats are so cool. cool that's cat. a cool cat. Yeah. Good one. You cool. need a lot of land. <laughs> what does Carol say? Cool cats. <laughs> what about what's, what's up, my cool cats? Is a shark okay? A shark? Yeah. Fish are a little fish. For I don't what? know. Your pool? Yeah, I don't know. Depends See, on how big your aquarium is, you know? Assume that you're a billionaire and you have a giant aquarium and you have a shark. Look, if the fish can't yeah. tell the difference, who, who cares? <laughs> I, feel like a, I feel like a shark would be okay. Look, if you can yeah. take care of a lion to the or a tiger to the point that it's, you know, like it's in the wild, then sure, have a pet tiger or a lion too. But, like, that's what, like 2% of the population that actually can do that? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, seventies Bond villain. Yeah, <laughs> with a shark. I mean, the whole goal of having a wild animal wouldn't be for you to pet it and like hang out with it and take selfies with I'm it. Put a laser on it. <laughs> laser sharks. I'm gonna put a saddle on it and ride around in the water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys, uh, so how else is everybody's quarantine going? <laughs> How's working from home working out? Is that can we run oh, corridor from home working. forever? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, there's yeah, there's yeah. some pluses and minuses to it for yeah. sure. Yeah, everybody puts um, in ev- extra hours. I've noticed, including me. We're all working like ten hour days, and that we're working from home. Yeah, yeah. I know. I it do definitely seem to be longer. <laughs> no more spread out, you know. Just yeah, that's just the nature of it. But it's also you don't seem as bothered by it or whatever to do like yeah. twelve hours. You're kind of splitting it up between these other little breaks and stuff. Yeah. Do you think it's because we can't do anything else right now? I think it's because you can just sit down and start working right away. I mean, I think the reality yeah. is all of us like our job. You know, it's still it's, at times it's still work, but like, yeah, you know, I didn't. I'm not begrudgingly a filmmaker. Like, I'm like, ugh, film. I just ugh. had to become yeah. a filmmaker. <laughs> I just didn't know what else to do with my life. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, of course, and we all love it. We all love it. Since we can't, since we're not really supposed to do anything else, I think that's that that can help a lot of people cope with it because I think if this was just the normal and the option to go out or go hang out with friends or just be out and doing things yeah. was still an option. I think distractions, you know, are that, that just makes more way more distractions. And then obviously you're not really tracking everybody because you're, you're not working together and you don't know if they're out or whatever. But, yeah. So sure, I think yeah. that kind of helps. I think obviously being in quarantine, knowing that kind of everybody's in quarantine together, that definitely kind of helps the whole like cabin fever slash, you know, we're all in this together type of thing. Yeah. You definitely need that like, like go ahead. a work from home company. If we were just like a type of company that does work remote and works from home, but everything else was kind of normal. I think you do, you would probably get into those situations. You kind of fall off or taper off or start to build up distractions to where yeah. you might start getting less efficient. Yeah. You need yeah, the right think... culture around it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we've done, good job i've been um pleasantly surprised but there is yeah there is something to be said for like physical interaction filming in the same space yeah i like the studio for sure Mm -hmm. but at the same time i think this has been a good 
uh, insight and that um, it isn't one thing's for sure. Our studio is not the type of place where it is absolutely necessary to our business mm -hmm. that everyone is in the same physical space working it together all of the time. Yeah. No, I think, yeah. that, that, that's, I think a couple of weeks proved it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I would, I would be interested in like a hybrid version of this where it's like maybe for two days out of the week, we don't necessarily have to go into the studio if we're just editing, mm -hmm. but I don't know. It would still probably be a little bit more complicated because you still have to take your stuff back and forth and yada yada but yeah i mean I I'm, I'm certainly like i the, the other thing is it's each individual too and this is no this is no this is no qualm against ren but like <laughs> if ren was allowed to do this more often i don't know what would happen <laughs> like I don't know what he's doing half the time. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes, that makes total sense. I mean, Ren's yeah, I mean, there's also are... aspects of our company that we can't do this. I mean, eventually we got to start doing corridor productions again. And, and obviously we're talking about it like as soon as er late next week or early the week after, we're going to have to get a skeleton crew together and film some VAR together or react videos together. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. not like, we're completely we're able to just gonna you know never yeah, to. And continue to do this without ever getting together um but i think it's, it's definitely been a good experiment to see like there's aspects of it and there's times maybe mm -hmm. where it's it's not as big of a deal but then there's yeah, always someone's just editing you know yeah. and they have like editing deliverables that they have to do yeah, and they got a system yeah. at their house and I they got honestly, their own home office because that, that's the thing that's very measurable and that's what i like about it too is it's like okay you want to edit from home Okay, well, this edit is due at this yeah. time in this inbox, and so go get it done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's and like if you focus it, better you at home and you have a better it. station or whatever. Like I've done more editing over the last two weeks than <laughs> yeah. I have. Yes, you have. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think that's really a very good. tangible goal too. Um, so if it's stuff like that where it's tangible, but if it's just like. Hey, I'm going to work from home today. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? Um, well, <laughs> I'll figure it out once I'm there. <laughs> I'll figure it out. That, that, yeah. No. yeah. No. Come into the studio if you're going to do that. But I could yeah. see people yeah. editing from home more often because especially yeah. on the studio floor where it's really loud. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's one it's of the super things distracting. that is really nice. I can't do anything out there except for film and be loud. Mm -hmm. Sure. But we need a spot to film and be loud at some point here. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, totally. you need that. It's part of the business. Um, but uh, not having everyone in there all the time might help with some of that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And just being able to like link in and do your work and not have any kind of chaos distractions going on. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely more efficient. So yeah. Yeah. It, it definitely can help. Yeah. Yeah. So, been, yeah it's something to consider. It's interesting. It out. I mean, we all, took to the discord very well we're all basically chatting with each other all day still um, yeah needed and so it's it's been cool to see yeah. how we adapt but yeah no obviously in my role like yeah i, I could already feel myself getting like pretty soon i'm gonna be like okay let's get on a set somewhere like let's we're gonna have to put the dgi yeah, thing i'm like, feeling that right now yeah I wanna, like like oh yeah there's definitely uh, some of that like i want to go out in the field and like 
be capturing some content soon but like you know but then there's also yeah the other aspect where it's like yeah i'm actually like getting back to a lot of uh brand people on the side and doing a lot more email type stuff administrative stuff again because that's like there's no distraction going on there's not you know the smash break or the film session or whatever it is mm-hmm. um but, yeah, but then there's the other half of my role which is like I'm, I'm gonna be ready to like let's go film some stuff like in person and put a crew together to do stuff yeah yeah well, to wrap yeah. things up, you guys want to talk some projections here, some coronavirus projections? Oh, okay. God. All right. Oh, man. What's Crazy going on? Hey, I actually saw an article that I want to talk about too really? this morning, but go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah, no yeah. kick it off, Matt. Kick it off. Okay, kick I'm kicking it off. It off. <laughs> I saw an article this morning from uh, MSNBC, the most trusted news in networks. <laughs> um, and, and what the article was, was it was basically like the headline of it was um, – coronavirus more deaths than 9-11 and i looked at that yeah no shit and i was like why would you make the comparison to 9-11 an isolated incident right a terrorist attack that happened in one day because news media that's why it it is like such a sizzly juicy headline right and i think this actually goes back to when we were talking about the tiger king and like responsibility in the media right Mm because they do they have a responsibility to like put out content that's uh uh i don't know ethically true or some there's some code of ethics that they should follow right so that people people's opinions aren't skewed um and yeah this was one of those things where i was like i looked at it and i was like man this is this is like true fear-mongering yeah you dude, you're completely right like when the outbreak was starting um i would go to cnn.com and like the headlines were like they were just so garbage like yeah you know for example really? you know people start dying the quarantine starts up city starts saying you know telling everybody to stay at home and the headline is you know, God, or Republicans versus Democrats fight over stimulus bill. And like, it tr- it's just turning it into a sports showdown, sure. you know, because yeah. everybody's got their teams that they're, that they're voting for. But like, that's not what it should have been about at all. Like who cares about partisanship right now as they like deal with that? Like people well, eventually people... they had to shut up about it because it was, it was so un- uncouth yeah. That, yeah. Uh, that they were all like, Oh, Hey, maybe we shouldn't be bipartisan uh, for a few minutes. Here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. We should actually vote on a bill. Yeah, um, but then like you know, tr- just going to CNN to try to figure out you know numbers or like, hey, where do you go to get tested or other you know valuable informative things? Like it was just non-existent. So then I went to you know LA Times and New York Times actually, and just like the quality of reporting was so starkly different. Like, and those are sites you have to pay for. Um, sure. The yeah. coronavirus yeah. coverage stuff is free, by the way. If you just make an account, you can read anything about the coronavirus for free. But like, boy, what a world of difference it makes to have either a subscriber base versus trying to get your headlines through sheer viral clicks. Like, yeah, man, one sensationalist, the other one's informative and it's just night and day difference. And boy, oh boy has the advertising based revenue of places like CNN just totally ruined journalism for those places. Sure. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of the greatest difficulties that we currently face with respect to news and information is the ad model that it's based on when it is based on clicks. Um, there's just, man, you know, at least there was with, with subscription, there's a little bit more integrity there. And, um, I'm hoping that, uh, we can get back to some of that stuff over the next decade here because, um, it's rough out there right now, man. Dude, it's like, it's like with people. It has to be a cultural change. People need to like acknowledge that it's good to pay for some things. Right. Yeah. It, it seems like in the comments of this, even this article that I was mentioning, this 9/11 comparison, 
Uh, there is a heavy leaning in the comments on like, hey, this is fear mongering and this is wrong. Um, so I think I think there's a lot of people that that are starting to, to see that. Um, and yeah, and it is. It's like it's like should these big media outlets, these news outlets, should they be following the same principles as like a YouTube title right? <laughs> for, their, for their to get more views and clicks? Right? Yeah. Well, even YouTubers have a ethical. Even YouTubers should have a standard for that like yeah oh absolutely absolutely because it but is is as much of a joke as you just made is that's actually happening though they're looking at they're looking at platforms like youtube and they're going oh well they're getting more views than us so what do we do it's like and then you're starting to get like the youngins who are coming up through college and like mark college marketing and then they're Mm -hmm. coming in and they're like oh we should use these use these new techniques to, to, to brand our, our stories, check these out. And sure. then you see that you see those two things grow closer and that's yeah. not necessarily a good thing. No. Well, I'm making the call right now, Matt, in uh, in one week, you're going to see a nine 11 every day as a headline uh, every day. Cause we're at, we're at 6,000 deaths for yesterday. Yeah. So give it a week and we'll be at the 13,000. That is a 000. juicy, juicy title. I would click on that video. <laughs> hey, guys, I've got to have a really good thumbnail for it too. <laughs> like the virus is burning humans. Just like a bunch, it's just a bunch of twin towers burning. <laughs> the twin towers are organized <laughs> in a logarithmic days. chart. Yeah. Yeah. On each in, in, in every day. state, in every state, there's yeah. <laughs> or every calendar day. Yeah. Yeah. Every calendar oh my day. God. <laughs> <laughs> all right. projections here we go guys okay here we go <laughs> all I, right i got i got some pulled up from axios.com cool so right, uh, now, right now the peak in california the the closest we will like the the, the best op- possible peak that we could have right now will happen on april 11th that's if everything goes perfectly and somehow everybody stays home and stops having parties like april 11th is the soonest we could hit our peak this one says april 26th that's oh, the wow. that's the realistic projected peak is April twenty sixth, and that's um, that's accounting just if everybody can get their shit together and really follow by the guidelines, then we should taper off or be at the top and not go any higher yeah. by then. Actually, even if people don't get their shit together, the peak will still be around April twenty sixth. It'll just be twice as many people dying a day <laughs> versus the other one. Yeah. Uh, so, so the peak will happen at the same point. But if we manage to somehow get on top of it sooner. Um, the 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 soonest the peak could possibly happen in California is April 11th. I also see this has as U.S. nationally as April 14th. Yes, April 14th is currently the U.S. Um, one. Now, once again, the soonest we could peak in the U.S. would be April 10th. That's the uh, that's if once again things go really well. But that's not going to happen because half the states still aren't taking this seriously, and they will. Once a thousand people die. Nico, did you see? Exactly, yeah. uh, did you see the? There was some research put out. Uh, it was on posted on the Reddit megathread, um, counting in cases that aren't reported. Yes. Uh, it looks like, from what this research agency was able to come up with, the actual death rate is like 066 percent. Yeah, that's what it, in Korea it's point seven. Um, and Korea's okay. got pretty good numbers. So you're right. It's probably around 0. 0.6, 0. 0.7. That's still a lot, by the way. We shouldn't trust <laughs> sure. Chinese that's numbers. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think that's a given. You know, the uh, rather than trying to go by total think number that of those cases. those are accurate? <laughs> not at all. Uh, total number of deaths is the most accurate thing. Like, you might not know who's diagnosed, but you definitely know who's dying from it. You definitely so. can yeah, yeah. count the yeah, sure. <laughs> Um And, yeah. Where is that at? Do we have that number? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm, right right yeah. now the uh, the lowest peak for deaths in the United States for daily deaths will be one and a half thousand. Uh, so if we do the possible best we can on April tenth, one and a half thousand people will be dying every day from this. Um, April sixteenth is the projected average middle of the road one. That's twenty six hundred people dying a day, just for you know those couple of days of the peak, and then it's just you know fifteen hundred a day for a while. <laughs> and then the, the biggest peak, the highest peak right now, will be twenty five hundred a day. Now obviously that could get screwed up and go even higher, but uh, yeah, people are gonna get the shit kicked out of them for, by this for a little while. And yeah, I'm really yeah. disappointed to see. I saw somebody fist bump today. Oh, oh boy, did I no. did I did I disapprove of them quietly and internally that very is, hard? Maybe <laughs> they used maybe they used hand sanitizer right after, dude. Maybe. Or before they just like sanitize yeah. bumps. Do you guys want a fanny bump? <laughs> like fanny um, bump. There's yeah. a layer of sanitization between our you can hear in between it, our bro fists. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little sploosh. Yeah. Yeah, but wow. it's it's gonna be a little gnarly and uh you know, well, it sucks that people need to be contrarian about it, but you know, whatever. Like I said before, yeah. with freedom comes responsibility, but no one seems, not no one, but a lot of people seem to think that with freedom comes you saying, fuck you, I do what I want. But it's like, yeah, no. Man, yeah, man. Ain't that what it's all about, man? You, yeah, with your freedom yeah. comes also the need for you to be Seriously, informed though, and speaking responsible. Speaking of freedom, speaking of freedom, when's, when's the economy going to come back online here? Because how many of these <laughs> stimulus bills can they, can they realistically release here? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, it'll it should come online. I would assume by around June, July. The reality June, is, July. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's horrible. Yeah, it it's is. life. You know, whatever it happens, shit life. happens. Like, you know, you'll get through it and you start doing your work again. It, what else are you gonna do? Like, it's not the end of the world to be laid off. The end of the world is when you die. The end of the world is getting sure. coronavirus and dying from because you can't yeah. breathe. <laughs> that is more serious than yes. money right now. Getting sure. laid off sucks, but it's like we. It's not like the the housing crisis where there's like a vast like foundational element that's messed up in our like economic structure. Like we know what's causing the the problem here. But it's pretty could, clear what's causing no. the economic problem. The, pro- so. the worst thing about recessions is that they is, is about is that they have a compounding effect. Mm. yeah but you get out of them eventually too i mean to a certain extent you know with the way the u.s economy has grown over the past 13 years i believe it is like it's almost more concerning that we haven't had like a bear market or a recession than like so in a way like this might help relieve some of that steam and some of that pressure and i'm just talking out of my ass here so please don't (laughs) hold this against me if you study economics (laughs) but like you know, maybe there's it's like a, a certain... steam engine, boys. Like the early, <laughs> it's like 1900s. a steam engine. It's gonna need fuel at some point. You gotta let a little bit of pressure off once in a while. You gotta let the let the steam out. Huh? <laughs> you got too many bands, not enough bulls. Too many bulls, not enough bands. What do you do? Uh, oh boy. Anyways, <laughs> anywho, yeah. Yeah. Well, that no, but the, honestly, that sentiment was seen was seen last year at the beginning of the year. When all the stock markets went, Burp. yep, and then like, oh wait, there's not going to be a recession. Okay, cool, more. Yeah, and then they took off again. Yeah, everyone's like, when's it going to happen? And it's like, nothing's changed. Why are you guys so worried? Like, things are going the same oh, way as they always have been. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, well, that's yeah. right. <laughs> China war, China tax tariff war. Oh, did you guys see that video? That was the who uh, conspiracy theories, Corona conspiracy theories. Um, oh, so, give them to me. I haven't heard all say, of them. Let me just say this, guys. 
One, I love conspiracies. Two, they're all bullshit. But you know yeah, what? They're I, all love, right. yeah. I love the imagination land that they take you in. <laughs> the tinfoil! Um, all right, so conspiracy theory is that there's a lab in Wuhan that studies viruses because they've had numerous viruses come from like bats and other animals. So China actually has had labs working on this stuff for a while. And supposedly they'd actually found the coronavirus back in like November. And then oh one God. of the lab people got infected with it and then it got oh out. Oh my God. No. So this the could potentially people. be a Chinese, not lab grown virus, but a virus that's been extracted in the lab. And then it got out. Their security measures weren't tight enough and it got out and it contaminated everywhere. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, that's saucy. That's a dude, saucy one. Anything is possible with the Chinese. No offense to anybody that's Chinese, but anything's <laughs> possible when it comes to what's going on over there. But doubt it. Doubt it. Doubt it. Doubt it. Doubt it. It's highly unlikely. That's yeah, the whole yeah. thing about conspiracies, man. This is, is is you don't want to believe that something so simple could affect so many people. Yeah, it's gotta be it's gotta be under someone's control, right? Yeah. Shitty yeah. things don't just happen, right, guys? Yeah. It's like right. Yeah, yeah, viruses do just happen, and you know, sure, somebody may have like, you know, eaten the bat or coughed on the other person to like, you know, go from patient zero to patient one. But right. that shit's gonna happen anyways. You know, it's sure. gonna happen at some point. It's just, yeah. you know, I think people entropy. just want a villain too. You know, it's a better story if you got someone to blame. Yeah. For it. This is a tie back to the beginning. <gasps> it is. Wow. Full circle, boys. <laughs> Full circle. This story is of itself. This conversation is like a story. Uh, wow, Matt. God, we're filmmakers. We're storytellers. <laughs> often, wow. Uh, you know, that's probably a good point for us to actually wrap this up. I, so, Dean's Dean's waiting on me. I need to record a voiceover for our new uh, merch launch, by the way. So he's probably just okay. sitting there, like with his hands just primed over his waiting. keyboard. Oh, speaking of which, if you yeah, guys so, are interested, we just restocked a bunch of stuff on the store. Yeah, it's quarterdigital.store. We got a mocap crew neck up there. We got a green screen emergency blanket. Mm. Oh, sorry, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I got one ear that's you're really coming in hard. Well, then I'll just keep it back here. Mm. But uh, also, if you guys are on the website, if you're a website member, you get 15% off all the time, Ooh. every day of every, all the time. That <laughs> subscription could literally pay for itself with like one order from the store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. I want to go right now. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Corridor cast. We hope to see you in the next one. Uh, go ahead and check out CorridorDigital.store if you want some of that merch. That crew neck is very, very popular and sells out very fast. And getting this stuff uh, takes some time right now. So it's there if you want it. Um, please consider supporting us. Sandy will, bumps. Uh, San- san- sanitize your bumps first, boys. Sandy sanitize bumps. Those bumps. <laughs> there you go. Sanitize the rest of them for us, too. <laughs> if I put hand, I put hand sanitizer on my computer because I had a virus and it ruined my computer. <laughs> no, my keyboard doesn't work. <laughs> it was ninety nine point nine percent. All right, guys, good stuff. I'll see y'all on the flip. Catch right. y'all on the flip. Bye, guys. It was fun. Later.